What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti, and today we finally get to talk about safeties here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast, my favorite position group on the defense. But before we get into that, just wanted to thank you guys for stopping by and listening to the podcast. Uh, if it's your first time listening, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time listening, man, welcome back. Really appreciate having your time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast. But yes, we are getting into safeties today. And safety to me is my favorite position on the defense. Um, anytime I played football as a kid, I loved being the safety. I loved being that free roamer uh, in the back, just waiting for the QB to throw the ball uh, and me try to make a play on it. Uh, waiting for you know my opportunity to deceive the corner, uh, deceive the quarterback into thinking I was maybe covering one side of the field when I was actually just waiting for him to throw the pass to the other side. Uh, safety was always my favorite position to play, and I don't know, man. I, I I grew up a Dolphins fan, but watched a lot of Steelers football because of my brother and my dad, and watching Troy Polamalu on Sundays. Uh, for you know, my whole entire childhood, it really just instilled in my brain how important it is to have a safety who can just be that spy, be that guy on the field that, God forbid anything happens in front of him, can just make a play uh, and make the most of it. And I, I just, I don't know, there's something about safeties, I really, really like them. And so I'm super excited to talk about safeties today. And I want to do a little disclaimer. Please, please do not get too offended with my safety rankings. Because if you go on any website and look at the top five safety rankings in people's opinion, to me, only three of them are in my top five. There are two guys on here. Not only are there two guys on here that are not in the top five, my two of my top three players in this draft at safety are not top five players. In fact, they're not even day one or two players. To me, the most important thing about safety is something you can't coach. And something about safety that I see, and I don't know if it's because in, in today's NFL, it's all about having the most explosive playmakers. I don't know what it is. But for me, safety is all about instincts. Troy Polamalu, for instance, yes, he was a first round pick, but Troy Polamalu, what made him amazing was the dude just flew all over the field. Like he just knew where to be at the right time. He always made a play. And Pat McAfee tells this amazing story about how Troy Polamalu ruined his career. And it's a joke. He didn't actually ruin it. But what happened, and this is why I think this, the intelligence behind players is so underrated. Pat McAfee goes up for a kick, field goal. And they talked about beforehand, if we are ever inside the seven yard line and we are lined up on the left hash, the C gap, which is the left side. So if the kicker is a left, uh, is a right footed kicker, the C gap is going to be the, the gap all the way to his left. It's going to be the gap that has the most space because most blockers are going to try to come in from the right. Okay. Because if you come in where the holder is, you have a better chance of blocking the kick. You don't want to come in from the left. You want to come in from the right or whatever side the holder's on. 
So he talks about how, and I don't know that, by the way, that's just from understanding his story. So they go into this game in that scenario, inside the seven, they are about to kick field goal. They're thinking to themselves, Pat McAfee is, C-Gap's going to be wide open. They're going to run a trick play for a touchdown. So they're in Pittsburgh. Troy Palamalu knows this. He knows this because he's smart. He knows this because he understands that in that situation where they're that close to the goal line, they're probably going to try to attempt a fake. So you know what he does? He doesn't take the chance. He lines up in the C-Gap. When they talked about beforehand, there's a 100% chance the C-Gap is going to be wide open. Troy Palomalu lines up in the C-Gap. And he talks about the story where he goes up to uh, kick the field goal. And he's like, oh, crap, I don't know what to do. Um, like, Troy Palomalu's in the C-Gap. And so instead of it being a touchdown, right, instead of them running a trick play for a touchdown, they end up just kicking a field goal. And... Instead of Pat McAfee getting his glory day, scoring a touchdown, they don't. And the funny thing when Pat McAfee tells his story is he says never once in Troy Palomalu's career had he ever lined up at the C-gap. Never once. And then Ike Taylor came on and they showed a picture of Troy Palomalu lined up in the C-gap. And Ike Taylor was like, yeah, dude, like right now I can see from that play that you were about to run a trick play. But at the time, no one knew except Troy. Like he talks about there was something about Troy where he just knew stuff that was going to happen. Like he had those instincts for for the game. That's the same thing about Ed Reed, I could say. Except Ed Reed, I could probably say was a little more of a ball hawk. But I mean, the thing I love about safety is if you are smart, right? Not necessarily the most physically gifted, but if you are smart, you are going to be able to out-deceive a lot of quarterbacks out in, out in the NFL. Not even just quarterbacks, but just in general. On special teams, you see right here in a field goal, like when you just have a level of intellect that is above everyone else's, it's just special. So for me, with safeties, that's what I view as the number one priority. I don't care if you're necessarily the, the greatest playmaker I've ever seen. With Minka Fitzpatrick, yeah, he was physically gifted, but the thing we all loved about Minka and the reason why we drafted him and why Ray Lewis that year said Minka was the number one draft prospect, the can't-miss draft prospect in, in that year was because of the instincts, stuff you can't teach. So with that in mind, I want you to understand that this list, again, I said, disclaimer, there are only three guys on my top five that are top five in other people's boards. And out of those three, only one of them is a top three on my board. The rest of them are four and five. So with that, let's get into number five, Jamar Johnson, 6'1", 197 pounds out of Indiana. Um, The thing about Jamar Johnson that I really like, number one, physically gifted, very, very physically gifted. Um, six, one 197 pounds is a, is a good size for a safety. In my opinion, like if you're around that six, one, six foot range, 195 to 210, 15 pounds, great range for a line, uh, for a safety, uh, Jamar Johnson, the, the thing about him to me that makes him 
a little less desirable than some of these other guys is I believe he's more raw um, than a lot of the other prospects. I believe that when he goes into a scheme, he's going to need a lot of help. Um, but the the upside with him is that he is a very very physically gifted, um, a very physically gifted uh, safety. Now, another thing I like about Jamar Johnson, which is honestly more important, is that he worked his way up. Uh, I I found out about this uh, through reading his draft profile. Jamar Johnson started on special teams, and by the end of his four year career, he was a safety, uh, a starting safety. So I like that he has that grit, that fight in him to try to get better. Um, I just believe that there's other prospects that are more ready to go right now or have better instincts for the position. Number four on my board. This is going to shock most people. Trevin Maring. He is by many considered the number one uh, safety in college football. Uh, Many people consider him a first to early second round pick. He's 6'1", 208 pounds out of TCU. Um... In my opinion, he's the most athletically gifted safety in the draft. That I don't think is debatable. I just believe he's the most physically... Actually, the only guy I could consider more physically gifted than him is probably the guy I have at number one. But Trevin Maring is... is He's a ball hawk, uh, and he's very, very physically gifted. The problem with him, though, the reason I have him at four, is because I believe he lacks discipline. There is a big factor in him where whether it's run game, whether it's covering man, which obviously is huge in this scheme uh, with Brian Flores, uh, he's a guy that to me lacks discipline. He lacks those natural instincts uh, at the safety position. And I don't know, man, like there's some guys that when you watch them, you just fall in love with them. When I watched Trevin Maring, I, I liked him. I was like, dude is very physically gifted fast, makes good plays. Um, but there were a lot of times where I found myself watching his film and I'm like, he doesn't really make a lot of plays in the run game. And I know that's weird because again, if you're a safety, depending on what safety you are, you, you don't always need to make a play in the run game. But there were just some times where, you know, he was lined up to make a play in the run game and he just wasn't the best tackler at times. He he didn't seem very disciplined. It's the same thing I talked about with, um, uh, who was it? I want to say it was Micah Parsons with the linebackers where they have that, they have such raw and they have such raw athletic tools and such a raw athletic skill set that they sometimes try to overcompensate by making plays that they think they can make but when in actuality, they're just playing undisciplined football. So for me, Trevin Maring, again, top five, top five safety, but I'm not, again, I'm not as high on him as a lot of other people. I might be wrong. That's completely fine. I I honestly like being proven wrong because I get to learn from it. I get to learn where I was wrong. But for me, Trevin Maring is not a number one safety in this draft. I'm sorry. He's not even a number. He's not even top three to me. Let's get into my top three though. Because I love, I love, with a capital L-O-V-E, maybe four extra E's, I love my top three. The first guy on top three was, to me, the defense, one of the defensive standouts at the Senior Bowl all week. And that is safety DeMar Hamlin out of Pittsburgh. He's six foot, half inch, so just call it six one uh, on a good day, uh, 201 pounds. 
here here's the 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 reason why you don't hear a lot about Tamar Hamlin is this reason and this reason alone. Skill set. When you look at Demar Hamlin, there's nothing about him. Speed, size, tackling ability, or not even tackling ability, but I, what I mean by that is strength. I should say it. Speed, strength, size. There's nothing about him that is like, whoa, that right there is powerful. You know, that right there is a play, uh, uh, a phenomenal skill set. That right there is a, a very athletically gifted safety. But what did I talk about at the beginning? I said, for me, the most important thing about a safety is what's in between the ears. And DeMar Hamlin, I'll never forget this. I listened to Todd McShay talk about this. And I listened, I believe Todd McShay was talking about his coach, said that he is the hardest, smartest, most studious player that he's ever been around. That's what his coach at Pittsburgh said about DeMar Hamlin. And I love that. I love, love, love that. Okay, DeMar Hamlin, something you might not have known about him. He started all four years at Pittsburgh. All four years. Um, That is very important because I like guys who have experience. That's honestly one of the main reasons why when you look at Jamar Chase versus Devontae Smith, there can be a lot of people that consider Devontae Smith better because Jamar Chase had one year of production. Devontae Smith had four. Okay, so when I look at DeMar Hamlin, I see a guy that played four years. I see a guy that studies and works hard. I see a guy that can cover extremely well. I see a guy that has the smarts and instinctiveness that is going to be probably better than most safeties in the NFL aside from like the, the, the elites. And I see a guy that, yes, he may not have the greatest skill set, but he has the IQ in between the ears that's going to make him succeed in the NFL for many, many, many years. And I believe that because of that, while many people might consider him a day three pick, third, fourth, fifth round, I'm not arguing where he should go. Okay. A a lot of times, you know, I, I, it's, it's funny because a lot of times I'll do mock drafts and I'll, I'll take people earlier than when I have them on my board, but that doesn't mean that I don't like them as much. Again, if it were me, DeMar Hamlin to me is a second round pick. To me, that may shock some people because many think he's a late fourth, early fifth. If you, here's the thing, if the Dolphins, if DeMar Hamlin is available to them in like the fourth round, which I don't think we have one, but if he's available in the fifth round, which again, I wouldn't wait that long, I would love DeMar Hamlin on this team. I would because I just, I love safeties who just have that instinct for the game. But the, the guys above him, I like a little more. I think they're more NFL ready right now, especially number two. Um, and that is Talanoa Hufanga. Okay, I'm probably saying that name wrong. He's 6'1", 215 pounds out of USC. This guy to me, I have no idea why people aren't talking about him more. I don't get it. It's weird. Um, but when I watch the film on Talanoa... The one negative, similar to DeMar Hamlin, is he's not really the most gifted linebacker as far as speed, all that good stuff. Mainly just speed. Now, even though he doesn't have that speed, even though he might not be the most athletically gifted, I mean, my God, when you watch 
the film on this guy. First of all, versatility out the wazoo. I believe he could play in any scheme. Number two, phenomenal tackler. I mean, there were many times where he made some really, really good tackles out in the open field. But three, and this is most important, and honestly, I would say he's, I don't know about his work ethic and, you know, off the field, because obviously DeMar Hamlin is, you know, when when his coach talked about him like that, when his coach said, you know, he's one of the, he's the hardest working, studies the most out of any player I've ever coached. I don't know what Talanoa compared to DeMar Hamlin is, but I know that on the field, the dude has great instincts. He just makes plays. He's that Andrew Van Ginkle type of player, obviously not the same position, but I just see a guy that's a good tackler. He's physical. He's mean. He's aggressive. He just makes plays, has high effort. And I don't know, like when I watch him, if I saw him in a Dolphins jersey, it would, oh man, I just, you guys know how I feel about Brandon Jones. I love Brandon Jones. I believe he is a hard worker. I believe that he is very, very athletically gifted. I think he just needs to, he, he was just raw. So that's why he fell to the third round. But you pair him with someone like uh, a, a, a Talanoa Hufanga, okay? Um, yeah. And honestly, I could argue you could have all three. You could have Eric Rowe, Talanoa, and Brandon Jones. You could have three safeties because Brandon Jones kind of plays that hybrid safety role. You can have, you know, someone replace that Bobby McCain role. That single high free safety. Now, is that Talanoa? I have no idea. You know, I have no idea if you want to put him back there. If you want to put Talanoa as the Brandon Jones and replace Bobby McCain with Brandon Jones, then I'm fine with that. Having Eric Rowe be that safety that... He's not really a safety. That's the thing about Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe, is, he covers tight ends. It's that simple. He's not really a safety. He's a, he's a cornerback that covers tight ends. If you if your two safeties are Talanoa and Brandon Jones, Talanoa plays that strong safety, the one that's more at the line of scrimmage. Brandon Jones, after you know learning the position a little more, plays your single high free safety. I think that works. Call me crazy. I think that works. I love Talanoa Hufanga. Whether the Dolphins take him or not, whether he's a scheme fit or not, I think he's the second best safety in this draft. Number one on my list. This is a guy that to me is the whole package. The communication, the versatility, the intelligence, the instincts, and more importantly, um, the athletic ability. I believe he is, aside from Trevin Maring, the most athletically gifted safety in the draft, and that's Javon Holland. He's 6'1", 196 out of Oregon. And for all the reasons I just listed, again, he can play the slot. He's versatile, can play in any scheme. He's smart. When you watch it, you can tell like this dude is a smart, instinctive player. As I said, he's versatile. He is good with communication. Like when you watch the film, you can tell he is a commander. He is a leader on a defense. I mean, as I talked about with Telenoa, you have Brandon Jones and Javon Holland with their speed, their skill set, their athletic ability. And then you have Eric Rowe covering tight ends. I mean, my goodness. That, I, I just think, man, the sky's the limit. 
The sky's the limit when you can have two guys back there at safety, both very athletically gifted, a guy in Javon Holland who is much more polished coming out of the draft, uh, but, but guys that are versatile, can play all over the field, you can use them as chess pieces. Um, and honestly, yeah, they, they have, like, I think Javon Holland's a better tackler uh, and a better hitter, which is shocking because Brandon Jones is a pretty good tackler and hitter. But I think he's a better overall prospect than Brandon Jones. But I wouldn't be shocked if, if you know, Brian Flores is not trying to get, you know, two different guys. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's like, I just want to have two guys back there that I can use as slot, linebacker, single high safety. They're fast. They're ball hawks. Like Javon Holland too, that's another thing. He makes plays. He's a playmaker. That's something with, you know, maybe DeMar Hamlin that you don't see as often. While DeMar Hamlin has those instincts, he's not as much of a playmaker as some of these other guys. Javon Holland is. He's a playmaker. He's smart. Versatile, communicates, can play the slot. I, I I love what I saw from Javon Holland, and to me, he's the he's he's a clear number one in this draft. I believe Javon Holland is worthy of a early second round pick. Um, if I could grade these guys on where I think they should be taken, I think the top three guys. I I wouldn't take a, a safety in the first round this year. I wouldn't. I don't think any of them are worthy of a first round pick. Even though I like them, I'm just saying I believe you can get them in in the second round. Javon Holland is probably early second, first 10 picks. Talanoa should. I'm not saying he will. He definitely won't. Well, not definitely. You never know. But if it were me, I think Talanoa is worthy of a, a mid to late second. Same thing with DeMar Hamlin. Trevin Maring, again, like... I, I may come, this may come to bite me in the you-know-what, but I just, I don't know. Trevin Maring to me, I, I feel like most of these guys on here are second-round picks. I wouldn't be shocked if all of them went in the second round. Honestly, now that I think about it, I would say the top five guys are all second-round picks. And then after that, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round is when a lot of those guys go. But, I mean, I I, I don't know, man. There's just something about these safeties especially those top three that I talked I love DeMar Hamlin DeMar Hamlin probably out of this whole entire group is maybe my favorite as far as I don't there's just something about him like when I watch him play when I watch the instincts when I watch the leadership when I when I hear things like he's the hardest working smartest guy I've ever coached from a coach that's been coaching for a long time um man it's just any three of those guys. I know safety maybe isn't the biggest concern to some people, but if the Dolphins can get one of those top three in the you know, second or with their third round pick, I would love it. I really, really would. Some people may think I'm crazy for having, you know, Damar Hamlin and Telenoa Hufanga that high, uh, but that's just my opinion. From my understanding of what good safeties do. Those are the guys that I really, really like. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. I believe, it, uh, unless something happens where you guys want me to do interior defensive line, cornerback or quarterback, I believe that officially caps off, um, it, uh, uh, finalizes my 2021 NFL draft rankings. So with that in mind, now that I've officially gotten all of my draft rankings out of the way, 
and you know how I feel about players, I want to do, next time I, I talk to you guys on the podcast, I'm going to do my realistic, what I think will happen, or not not what I want to happen, what I think should happen, or is most likely going to happen. I'll be doing a full first round mock draft. Every single team, um, based off of not only my rankings, but but just teams, what they need, obviously, what they've drafted in the past. Uh, I'm going to do my full first round mock draft. All 32 teams, I'm going to be drafting for all of them. So if you want to listen to that, if you want to listen to who I believe is going to go where, especially with the Dolphins at pick 6 and 18, if you want to know who I think will pick, make sure to listen next time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up.